everybody, and welcome to the Tuesday Toolbox Meeting of Adult Children of Alcoholics in Cobble Hill, Brooklyn. My name is Ann. I'm a Tuesday Toolbox member and an adult child. We're recording our speakers every week because we're hoping others will benefit from hearing these stories from our members. We'd love to hear your comments and questions. Our email address is TuesdayToolboxACA at gmail.com. Adult Children of Alcoholics is a 12-step program of recovery for people who grew up in an alcoholic or otherwise dysfunctional home. If you'd like to find a meeting in your area, go to adultchildren.org and click on Find the Meeting. This week, we're hearing from our friend Dawn, who reads the ACA Bill of Rights and talks about how it helps her adjust her expectations of herself and others. Go Dawn! Hi everybody, I'm Dawn, I'm an adult child. Hi Dawn. This is my first time qualifying in this program, so I'm a little nervous, and I also had quite a bit of a scattered day, so um, hopefully that doesn't translate too much into my share here. Um, just to give like a little bit of a background of what has brought me to ACA, I am also a sober alcoholic. Um, I have about four and a half years sober. Before I ever worked my own program in AA, I went to Al-Anon to try to manage the relationships I was in with other addicted folks. <laughs> um, and that never really felt like the right place for me. Um, but I, you know, I was, I was still out there and eventually recognized that my own need for my own program, went to AA, got sober, like, I like how I just throw it out there, like, it was simple, obviously it was not, um, and, you know, through, I went to, um, Codependence Anonymous, I went to, uh, SRA Anon, which is the, opposite for the codependence of people with sex addiction so I kind of like had this whole experience of being um both the person who was the dependent personality and the codependent personality um and and yeah and, and I about probably two and a half years into my recovery so about two years ago I um, maybe give or take, I found that I was going to come to ACA because of just what other people had shared. And I, at first, did, for a long time, didn't understand I even qualified for this program because I did not come from an alcoholic home. But um, I came from a very dysfunctional home. My parents um, loved me and were present, per, sort of. Um, but my dad had a, a stroke which disabled him when I was 12 years old, so I was a caretaker for him and sort of reversed roles, literally, um, and became the parent figure in, that, in my household, um, being the oldest of the two children that my parents had that were living at home. And... You know, my mom just didn't, uh, my mom was never really diagnosed, but she certainly is a codependent personality. She has, you know, emotional turmoil that one might describe near bipolar, but uh, completely unmanaged. So 
you know, when that happened in my, in my home and in my family system, I mean, we just didn't have any support. We had nothing. Um, and somehow at 12 years old, when that happened was also the year I started drinking. I don't know. Um, <laughs> weird, but yeah. So, so, you know, that, that's sort of not what I'm here to talk about today though. Um, and I do have a little excerpt here, and what I want to talk about is um, actually the ACA Bill of Rights, which it's something that I came across, well, I'll just say my experience in ACA started off really slowly. I, I was still working my steps in AA, and I kind of started dabbling with meetings here, knowing that, you know, the... I qualified and the laundry list spoke to me and um, it took a while before I was able to really commit to starting to actually work this program by going through the steps and I am currently doing that and um, it's going really slowly um, but it's been profoundly effective even though it's really slow and gentle. and. Um, you know, part of what I learned getting sober in AA was, you know, my character defects, quote unquote, there, however you want to, you know, call them and how they translate into this program. My delusional thinking was really the one of the number one things that harmed me, um, that harmed others. And it was a lot about, you know, over and over my expectations of what I expected of myself and what I expected from other people just weren't normal, you know? It, they just weren't right. And so I still need help with that stuff today. Like, I've come a long way, but this ACA Bill of Rights really helps me to understand that where those lines are for taking care of myself because I just, I, I have a hard time taking care of myself and putting myself first. That is what I learned not to do as a kid for you know, a variety of reasons, and, you know, it's still hard for me to, you know, I've run my own business, yet it's hard for me to manage my own personal finances outside of the business. It's, um, you know, I have a hard time, like, I have an autoimmune disease, I have a hard time taking all my supplements, like, I have a hard time flossing, like, these things that are, should be kind of basic for an adult, like, are still elusive to me a lot of the time, and so, so this list um, just is, has been a really important tool for me as I get into this program and um, start, to, start to understand, you know, what to expect of me and, you know, what is reasonable for others to expect of me and in turn then what I can expect from other people and what's not reasonable for me to expect of other people. So I'm going to just read the list and then I'm going to go back and focus on a couple of them that are like the most important points to me uh, in case you guys have not heard this list. Um, so I do not have to feel guilty just because someone else does not like what I do say, think, or feel. It is okay for me to feel angry and to express it in responsible ways. I do not have to assume full responsibility for making decisions particularly where others share responsibility for making the decision. I have the right to say I don't understand without feeling stupid or guilty. I have the right to say I don't know. I have the right to say no without feeling guilty. 
I do not have to apologize or give reasons when I say no. I have the right to ask others to do things for me. I have the right to refuse requests which others make of me. I have the right to tell others when I think they are manipulating, conning, or treating me unfairly. I have the right to refuse additional responsibilities without feeling guilty. I have the right to tell others when their behavior annoys me. I do not have a right to com- or I do not have to compromise my personal integrity. I have the right to make mistakes and to be responsible for them. I have the right to be wrong. I do not have to be liked, admired, or respected by everyone for everything I do. I have the right to evaluate my own behavior, thoughts, and emotions, and to take responsibility for their initiation and consequences upon myself. I have the right to offer no reasons or excuses justifying my behavior. I have the right to decide if I am responsible for finding solutions to other people's problems. I have the right to change my mind. I have the right to be independent of the goodwill of others before coping with them. I have the right to think about my life, my goals, and myself, and leave others to God. I have the right to leave the company of people who deliberately or inadvertently put me down, lay a guilt trip on me, manipulate, or humiliate me. This includes my alcoholic parent, my non-alcoholic parent, or any other member of my family. I have a right to a mentally healthy, sane way of existence, though it will deviate in part or whole from my parents' prescribed philosophy of life. I have the right to laugh and play and have fun. I have the right to enjoy this life right here, right now. I have the right to carve out my own place in this world. Um, So, you know, I mean, it's hard to know where to start on a list like that because a lot of those things are not um, innate to me at all. (laughs) But I would just say that um, the, the first one I find really cuts into where this whole thing is going. Like, I don't have to feel guilty just because someone else doesn't like what I do think or feel because, you know, ultimately that's kind of near the core of what I'm doing here at least, which is having a fear of abandonment, having a fear of not being perfect or, you know, what what I need to be to make other people love me, basically. So if I, some reason, don't turn into that, the first thing that comes to me is guilt. So, uh, you know, that's, that's not, you know, so it's kind of just laying the groundwork. Like, I don't, I don't have to feel that way. That's actually not, um, you know, necessary. Um, having the right to say no without feeling guilty and apologize and giving reasons for saying no. My first AA sponsor used to tell me over and over and over (laughs) that no is a complete sentence, um, which I have to imagine I was behaving in such a way, if she was saying that to me so much, that I was doing things in which I really didn't, I wasn't really responsible for doing, you know, feeling guilty about things I didn't really need to feel guilty for. And feeling like I owed people an explanation for that, which I didn't. Um, and having the right to make mistakes, I mean, that just kind of isn't even within the realm of my understanding until like the last year. Um, to think that, you know, I don't have to be embarrassed or ashamed just because like, I got it wrong, because I wasn't, like, born knowing everything about everything, like, why would I be, you know, um, 
and and that's like it's really new putting that into action I think like you know for example I had a um this sort of an example I have a, a client who reached out to me wanted me to you know just like asked me to do something that I don't do you know it's not it not positive or negative just like asked me to meet for a length of time that I don't do and I just like my automatic reaction was not to like shift and feel guilty and like try to make it work and be like terrified about not getting the money or not you know being there for this person in the way that they wanted me to be I just naturally was like you know I don't do services that way but I can give you a you know this is what I would do and if you want to do that we can do that and if not I can refer you out and he ended up being like oh no yeah that works and just scheduling with me and I was like who the hell did that you know like I never I mean that whole dance of like just you know being put on the spot thinking that like I have to change you know, and it's something so simple. This is like my job, you know, you think I would just like be able to do this in a way that was, I've been doing this same job for a long time, but you know, I didn't even realize until I went through that and saw it that all of this time I've been feeling guilty and feeling like I, I didn't have the right to be, you know, that wasn't a mistake. I kind of went off the blended there a little bit but you know (laughs) just the fact that I have the right to do what works for me and that actually ended up also working for him but because I've spent so much time in fear of you know making sure other people's you know stuff is taken care of before my own I just never even knew I was doing that which is bananas um and yeah having the right to change my mind is another one that's been really big for me especially in relationships um thank you simple plans or um you know just like feeling one way about something or like bigger relationships like sponsorship or working with somebody on a project or you know whatever like just uh, you know things change and people change and like you know it's important to on our commitments, but that's, you know, never really been the problem for me. I don't know about anybody else in here, but, um, you know, I mean, I could, I could definitely avoid making commitments, but that's again, because I feel like I'm responsible. Once I make a commitment, you know, I can't change. So I would have to avoid making the commitment, of course, rather than do it and then be able to change. Because I didn't know I had the right to change my mind. So um, I just have about a minute left. So I'm just going to give this a quick scan and see if there's anything else I really wanted to um, get out here. Uh, uh, I have the right to leave the company of people who deliberately or inadvertently put me down, lay a guilt trip on me, manipulate or humiliate me. I mean, that is, um, yeah, that is still also really a, a work in progress, like, you know, uh, this is a kind of big thing to say quickly, but, you know, I have a lot of sort of shame around my body and, like, the way that other people think that they could speak about it has always been really confusing to me. 
And only now, I'm, like, almost 35 years old, I'm starting to realize, like, oh, I just, like, don't have to fucking be around a person who makes me feel like that. Like, what, like, what? How could I not have thought that before? But it's, um, it's really empowering. So I really love this program. I'm really grateful to be here. Um, I find the literature is just so profound that I can't even believe that we have this stuff in writing and that like the world isn't shifted around like healing <laughs> because we have this information so it's it's really powerful thank you so much thank you.